Hey, it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. This episode has been brought to you by my free masterclass. Reduce your work hours by half without playing catch up on the weekend. So basically, I am giving you an opportunity to grab your ticket for a free masterclass. So in 50 minutes, that's five zero, you'll be able to stop overextending yourself without being racked with guilt. You will be able to create some space to stay on task. You will start saying no to requests. And I actually teach you how to do this. And you will unlock the secret to reducing your work hours by half without playing catch up on the weekend. It's a free masterclass. It costs you absolutely nothing. All the details are on my website at rawrawconsulting.com. That's R-A-H-R-A-H consulting.com. Or in the show notes, there's a direct link. Just click on free masterclass and grab your ticket. I can't wait to see you there. I'm Lauren and welcome to the show. I'm joined today by Laura Powers. She is an entertainer, a celebrity psychic, an actress, a model, a host, a singer, writer, and a power speaker. Far more than a triple threat, that's for sure. (laughs) She is the host of the popular film and television podcast, Behind the Scenes with Laura Powers, and her top 100 podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Healing Powers podcast. She is the author of eight books and she is editing two other books. She travels full-time for her clients, television, and other media appointments. And for the love of traveling, Laura has been featured on several television channels and networks, including BuzzFeed, NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, The CW, The Jet Set, and many others. She was recently interviewed by Will Ferrell on the podcast, The Wrong Burgundy Podcast, and she is now joining me here on The Afterlight to talk about all things angels. Laura, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for taking the time out to be here. Oh, it is my pleasure. I love talking about this stuff, so very excited to connect with you and your audience. One thing I will say is I just wanted to thank you very much because um, I lost my job last year through COVID and it was around that time that I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I found the Healing Powers podcast and it really inspired me in part to start this podcast. So I just wanted oh to gosh, thank you amazing. a lot for that. <laughs> yeah, everything is divine timing and divinely ordered. And I know we're going to get into that conversation today. Um, it's just so funny how sometimes we need a little kick in the butt to actually do the work we were <laughs> meant to do. And so thank you for, um, you know, being a beacon of light and supporting me, you know, inadvertently uh, into that, into that journey. So thank you for that. All right. You are welcome. And by the way, I just want to say with the the COVID pandemic situation, everything, a lot of it was just about realignment or aligning people, um, getting, clearing out things that weren't helpful for people in the bigger picture of things. And and this happened to me during the recession. So I, I completely understand, you know, what's going on for people, but lots of hidden, you know, blessings with the whole situation. So I'm so happy that you started this podcast. 
Thank you. And one of the things that we will get into a little bit later on in the show is uh, what to do when you receive divine messages that you still can't necessarily process with your human mind and how to work through that. So we'll get sure. there in a little bit. But before uh, we sort of get started into all things angels, because that's going to just be an amazing conversation, I think it's really important to kind of maybe go back to the beginning. Um, all of us, I believe, definitely um, came here from another place. We weren't always born into human, but we don't always remember what it was like beforehand. But you seem to have had an experience with that. So can you tell me uh, a little bit about that, Laura? Sure. So ever since I was little, I've remembered from before I was born. And my, my first memory is actually of what I believe is the other side right before I was born. And I was in a circle of white beings, meaning it was like me and myself making a circle. And it was all just this uh, communication that was happening, you know, telepathically or not through speech. It wasn't like that, but it was to basically the message was like, it's time to go. Uh, so it was time for me to incarnate. And I just remember being like, oh, okay. <laughs> because it's amazing on the other side. And I knew I yeah. had some challenges in this life. I think some of them are karmic and some of them relate to my sole purpose and mission, but I was, you know, I was born into an abusive family and then also born into a time in which it was not always easy to be psychic and for, to feel so different from everyone and, and have these kinds of things not understood. So there were a lot of challenges that I went through both in terms of my gifts, kind of coming to terms with it, trying to understand what's happening as well as these karmic patterns and um, the situation I was born into. So it all, it all made sense in the end. And then even at a young age, I started to get flashes of past lives. I saw, you know, beings that were not physical beings. So energy beings, I saw entities and ghosts and things from a very young age. So yeah, I always knew there was more than just this physical, you know, lifetime that we're in, but it did take me quite a long time to figure it all out and kind of put the pieces together at the same time. Yeah. One of the things that I love about listening to your podcast is that I find that you laugh a lot. And when I listen to your podcast, I do feel like just lighter in my spirit. And, you know, I guess when I'm thinking about connecting with spirit and raising my vibration and all that kind of stuff, I do know that laughter is a really big sort of catalyst for helping to connect with spirit. The thing is that you sort of touched on it briefly there. Your journey wasn't always necessarily as light and joyful. So how did you kind of come out of maybe some challenging experiences to become a little bit more, I guess, authentic with who you truly are? Yeah, I, I think laughter and levity humor is so important. And, you know, it's, many times we can come to some point and we can either laugh or we can cry. <laughs> Choices up yeah. Maybe we're doing a little bit of both. You know, that's okay too. Not that crying is bad, but I just think laughter really helps us to process through things. And yeah, so many of my soul lessons have to do with boundaries and honoring myself and not allowing certain treatment and also when other people are going through whatever they're going through, not to take that on as a judgment or, or valuation of myself. So I think with this situation with my, my biological father, for example, that was really about like, okay, that's the situation, how you move forward through it is up to you. And then learning not to continue that pattern, not to be in a rescue pattern, and also not to think of myself as value less because of how someone else treated me. So I think 
we all can learn from that. But I, yeah, I love the laugh. And it's so funny. I actually had a podcast editor that criticized my laughing. He's like, you laugh too much. And I was like, well, you're, yeah, I'm not going to work with you. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's good. Cause you know, as a listener, you do, you laugh as well. And I think one of the things about laughter is that it's really hard to fake genuine laughter. Like it's really challenging. And so I think that when people laugh, you just, all of a sudden, you know, your heart's connecting with that person, even if you're just listening. Yes, absolutely. And it kind of breaks up the tension in a way because yeah, yeah, some of these things are intense to talk about, but that doesn't mean that we have to be coming from that tense place ourselves. And it's so funny with incarnation because when we're in it, we're like in the throes, so to speak, of, of all these intense things that we can go through. And it can feel so heavy and serious, but I see over and over again from the angels that if we approach it from a lighter place and don't take it so seriously, don't take it so heavily that we can shift more quickly. And in a lot of ways, life is like a video game. And, and, and I know that sounds kind of funny to say that, but it is. And you know, when you, you have a really ugly death in a video game, it's like, well, that kind of sucks, but you, then you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to move on. <laughs> and I'm bored. Feel it we feel it more exactly more viscerally uh you know when you're in the human experience versus in a video game but there's still a lot of the lessons that are associated with that and it's all about learning and moving forward and improving how we handle things and it does get easier when we come to it from that perspective yeah i do know that you know I'm sure I'm not alone when I say this, that it's, it's really like a default mechanism. Maybe it's a habit or something like that to just get hard, be hard on ourselves and put ourselves down. And, you know, as opposed to laughing at ourselves and be like, oh, well, there is really screw that up again, but whatever. Cause I was, you know, doing the best I can. Yeah. So I like how you're talking about, you know, essentially keeping things lighter. And I do think that our human mind does try to make everything so serious and that's not really what feels good. Oh, absolutely. And, and I have so been there. I mean, I think whenever you come from a place of trauma too, it's like, yeah, things feel really serious. And growing up, this is a, an actual thing that I would say to my mom and my mom and my sister are both Aquariuses. They're both very kind of silly. And I'm a Taurus, like, you know, think of like a stubborn bull or whatever. And so they would be joking around and making light of something. And I would say, I'm serious. Like, like, like a, a response to an argument or something. And like, I'd get angry with them for being so silly. And the older I get, the more I'm like, no, that was a lesson. Like be more playful. It's okay. Like you don't, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be in such a heavy and intense place. And honestly, I see this Raphael is one of my, my big spirit guides, Archangel Raphael. And he does so much. He's so effective coming from that place of lightness and joy and laughter. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to share, if you haven't connected with Archangel Raphael, he's a wonderful resource and can specifically help you with kind of lightening up, finding that joy, finding the laughter. And, and honestly, with our, our mind patterns and thoughts, like you said, we're often harder on ourselves. I think it's really important to not take ownership of the voices in our head, you know, whatever it is that yes. we're hearing, whether it's self-criticism or negativity about potential outcomes or whatever, like if you don't take ownership of it and you don't take it seriously, it just totally changes the whole dynamic. 
Yeah, I love that. That's so good. And I love that you mentioned Archangel Raphael. And I will talk to you in just a few minutes about the different types of angels and maybe some of your favorite archangels to work with. Um, but before we get started, one of the things that I thought was really interesting that I read in your book, Angels, How to Understand, Recognize, and Receive Their Guidance was that angels don't necessarily show up the way that we think they do from books, for example. They're not always this huge, you know, I'll just say character for lack of a better word, you know, with the wings and stuff like that. When I was reading your book, it was very obvious to me that angels actually can look different. So can you talk to me about that a little bit? What are angels exactly and how do they look so different if they're all under the same title? <laughs> Yeah, so there's lots of different types of angels, first of all. So yeah, in that book, I talk about the different orders of angels. And there are angels that we wouldn't even recognize as kind of like a being. So only certain angels really are connecting with us. And they frequently will present themselves in a way that is more kind of stereotyped of how we think about angels. And part of that is so that we can recognize them and like, oh, you're an angel. <laughs> and understand that but they can also make themselves look however they want to and sometimes they like to look in different ways i mean just like humans have different personalities the angels have very different personalities depending on the angel so you look at even just the archangels and like michael is this very stoic serious warrior you know very male masculine assertive you know and then you get Raphael. he's very like like the stand-up comedian angel he's funny he's very light-hearted but he still gets stuff done like he's super effective and then you have Jophiel, who's name means beauty of God and she's very feminine and soft and beautiful and light. So, you know, they're, they're all so different. And, and, and when you look at guardian angels, we often have guardian angels that really reflect a part of us. Um, and so they may look like all different kinds of things. Um, and it's important to connect with the ones that are connecting with us. And then we can also invite other angels to come in to assist us. But I've seen angels of all scales, like little tiny angels. And then what, what I would call like a galactic angel, like an angel that's literally working on like a planetary scale, you oh, know, so wow. it's, you know, we're seeing angels from the perspective of humanity and the earth, but the truth is that they're such huge in scale in terms of like all different types of angels that work on many different levels of the universe and humanity, you know, cells, whatever it's micro and macro. I love that. And one of the things I'm going to talk to you about as well in a minute is sort of how angels communicate with us. Because when I was reading your book, I was kind of reminded about all of these different methods. And I guess when you were talking about the different angels there, I was reminded that, you know, people, yeah, the angels are going to be showing up in the way that connects to that particular person. So if I'm looking for a little tiny angel, then I'm more likely to see that as opposed to something that's, you know, maybe more galactic for, for lack of a better example. So you did touch on the subject of guardian angels. Now, everybody has a guardian angel? So everyone has the potential to have a guardian angel. There very rarely someone will be like, yeah, I want to go it alone, but it's pretty rare. Right. So I'm going to say as a general rule <laughs> that yes, you have a guardian angel or maybe even more than one. There are some people that have two, three, <laughs> maybe they need more support. <laughs> also right. maybe personal preference, I'm not sure. But yeah, uh, we all have that, generally speaking, one or more guardian angels. And then there are also many other angels and spirit guides that we're constantly connecting with and communicating with. 
The difference between a guardian angel and some of the other ones is that a guardian angel is generally going to be assigned to you for this incarnation, like for your life. Whereas there are many other angels and spirit guides that'll come in and out, or we can call on them as needed, but they're not always there. Right. Okay. So do you think that, you know, a guardian angel, let's just assume that we all have one just to make it easy. Do they kind of almost match a guardian angel with that personality? Is it like a a complimentary sort of partnership, let's say, or is it, let's pretend I have a weakness in, um, in, I'm trying to, I don't know, in let's say compassion or self-love or something like that. You know, would I maybe have an angel or guardian angel that can help me to realize that? Or do you know, do you have an opinion on how it will kind of work? Yeah, I think that sometimes our guardian angels have similarities to us, or sometimes it's kind of the opposite, like they are helping us and serving in a way in an area that we could use extra support on. Uh, So I've seen like, you know, very feminine humans, you know, women where, you know, they have like an angel that has like this, like almost like Viking energy, like very like, you know. A lot of people tend to think of angels as like being these soft, like, you know, think of like the like furry halo or something you see like, uh, you know, uh, very hallmark image. Um, But there are some fierce angels out there. So they run quite the gamut. And yeah, it depends. So it can be either kind of a complimentary in the sense of like, you know, maybe even opposite or some or sometimes the angels are very similar to the the human or being they're helping because animals will have angels as well, not just humans. It's so cool. I love it. Sometimes when I have these conversations, I just keep going, you know, wow, you know, it's just, a, it's the whole thing is just a wow, basically, I guess, life and spirituality altogether. So one of the things that I read about in your book as well were um, specialty angels. And I loved that so much because I think that sometimes we forget that, you know, there's a marketing angel, for example, or I know you touched on the publicity angel or the real estate angel. And You know, I know that recently for me, I have had some major backing from the real estate angels, but I'm not necessarily sure that I I specifically zeroed in on them as opposed to just asking for spirit with guidance. So can you talk a little bit about specialty angels and sort of what their, you know, their purpose is or how they can help us, I guess? Yeah. So there's angels of every specialty and there's archangels that have specialties. So you can also learn about different archangels and then call on the archangel that has that specialty. But the great thing is with these specialty angels, you don't have to remember a name or anything. You just be like angels for whatever, parking, marketing, money, uh, love, and, and they'll help you. So it's kind of like in the old fashioned terms, if you're old enough to have like had a phone book, you know, where in the phone book, you know, you just flip over to that section and then, and then, they help you or searching on Google. So it's great because you just can tap in very quickly and easily and connect with angels that are helping or want to help. And I I hear a lot from people that they're like, Oh, I don't want to ask for too much or I don't want to be a burden. And it's like, no, look, think of it as like, there's all these angels, they want to help. And if they're not helping, they're kind of unemployed. They're like, they're not doing what they want to do. Like that's a terrible feeling. So give them something to focus on, ask for help. And they're only allowed to do that, generally speaking, once we do, once we open that door and invite them in. So I think there's many different souls that have incarnated right now to help with bridging this gap, to help people understand. Like I, I hear a lot of times people say, oh, I, I never realized angels were here like now, like they think of them in the Bible or something. I'm like, no, they're always here, you know? So when we ask for their help for even a, a specialty, it, it opens that door and invites them in 
And it's a really beautiful process for both sides. But it, it is literally magical. Like when you start to call on them, like the things that happen are sometimes like jaw dropping in terms of the specificity and everything. It's, it's incredibly powerful. I think one of the things that, well, one of the things that came to mind when you were speaking there was that, you know, I think as humans, we believe on some level that if we're taking too much, we're taking away from someone else or who am I to be so powerful and all deserving and, you know, yeah, that we're being greedy in a way. Yeah. And that's not how the universe works at all. I actually yeah. do a lot of channeled messages and I, I recently did a channel message um, by Nikola Tesla. So Nikola Tesla, the inventor, he oh, invented cool. many different things, including um, the, the Tesla cube and certain ways of using electricity. Brilliant man in many ways ahead of his time. But he said something that was just like, yes. He said, most people are just trying to get their piece of the pie instead of understanding that they're an infinite number of pies. Like basically our perception of what's available is limited by our idea of reality, but the truth is we can just create, like there's all, you can always, if you don't have more pies, you could just get the ingredients to make more pies or grow the ingredients to make more pies. I mean, like it's always yeah. possible. And I truly believe personally, and then I've seen this over and over again as a psychic, that a rising tide lifts all ships. The more that we individually have, like the better we, we all are. And it, I mean, I've seen this on my firsthand for my business. Like I have a team of five now. There's five people that I'm, you know, freelancers and various people that I are, are receiving income from working with me and yeah. um, for my work. And this happens on multiple scales. And, and then not only that, but I'm with, when I make more money, I go and I buy products and I buy services from other people. I mean, so exactly. it really does have this exponential growth impact. And so the problems we run into is when we, we really believe that lack perspective, that there's not enough. And then we start like infighting. And, and if someone gets too high, like have to tear them down because they're <laughs> getting something that I could have when that's not really the, the view of reality, but there's enough people operating from that perspective. They can really feel like that's how it is, even though yeah. from a universal perspective, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And I guess a lot of that is us having to unprogram ourselves in a way. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the key. When I, I'm shown psychically what's possible for us, like, my God, this beyond the sky is the limit. You know, that expression, the sky's limit. Yeah. Well, that's not really the limit. I mean, you can go <laughs> up into space and you go to other planets. And, yeah, true. and so there's so much that's possible for us. But the first thing is we have to question our beliefs and then work on shifting them. I heard something recently that I thought was so powerful, which is beliefs are just our agreements with reality. When we believe something, We've basically said like, yep, that's true. I believe that, but you can just change your agreement. Cause you're like, well, I don't agree that that's true for me. And yeah. the truth is if you feel that it's true for you, it will be true for you. So there's a lot of people that feel very limited and they don't think things are possible. And then because they have that belief, that is what will manifest for them. So working on shifting your beliefs is crucial to changing your life and the world. And I, and I believe in the hundredth yes. monkey idea. I don't know if you've heard of that theory, but yeah. like once a hundred monkeys, they, they, they've done studies and we'll, once a hundred monkeys learn how to use a tool, it's like all of a sudden all the monkeys know how to use the tool. Right. So enough of us kind of get some of these concepts, then it, the whole world transforms. Yeah. I love that a lot. And actually I spoke with a guest a couple of um, last week on the, on the show and he was talking about how in the middle of the word belief is the word lie. Oh, I love that. I haven't and heard I thought, that. That's yeah. So and great. I was like, wow, that is powerful. Yeah. So I that just is thought, so true. Yeah. yeah. So we just really have to constantly be questioning that and then doing what we can to change the beliefs that, that we don't like, that, that don't serve us. 
Yeah, exactly. Especially the beliefs that didn't actually come from our own truth <laughs> because we yeah. don't always realize, wait a minute, I've been carrying around this belief that was given to me from somebody else. That's yeah. No, thank you. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about archangels. You did mention Michael and, and Raphael and Jophiel. So I know that um, you really connect with Archangel Michael and it was kind of funny reading your book about how your, you know, your middle name is Michelle, which is sort of the feminine version of Michael. And you did sort of suggest to people that if they pay attention to maybe, maybe in their own name, they might have a, a name that correlates to an archangel, or maybe they're getting a lot of signs from a certain archangel. I use the example of Gabby, for example, for maybe Gabriel. Can you talk a little bit about the different archangels and I guess whether or not you know, you know, you're in a line with one particular archangel or even if you need to be? Yeah, so certainly if you have an angel name, so one of your names, first name, middle name, last name is connected or has the root of one of these archangels, then that's certainly something to pay attention to. Um, the other is, is if you just have an affinity or a feeling of connection to a particular angel. So Michael was one that just would pop up for me like all the time. If this was before I even had psychic training or understood about this stuff, or angel names that'll just come up over and over again. So, uh, and, and this could be the more popular ones. We tend to think about like Michael, um, Raphael, Gabriel, those are, are, are fairly common names, yeah. but every once in a while you'll get one that you're like, hmm. So I'll, I'll give, I'll tell a story. I was, uh, so when COVID happened, like, so my boyfriend's in London, obviously that's been a challenge. Normally I'm over in London a lot. And he comes to the U.S. a lot. And so that's how we would see each other. And when I would go to, to Europe, I would have a home base in London. I'd go to other places and kind of come back. So I'd see him a lot. Um, and so when everything happened, we, we couldn't see each other for several months. And then we finally were able to see each other. But our different passports couldn't get us to all the same places. So we ended up going to Barbados. So he went to Barbados separately from me. And then we met there. But it was still pretty locked down with restrictions. Like it was a challenge. Yeah. And I did a bunch of research and I, it, it appeared from what I found that I could fly through Canada, but Canada is close to America. So as long as the flight I found on a website, I even called the airlines and made sure they're like, as long as you're in transit, you're fine. That's what they told me. But I took a screenshot and I like documented who, yeah. you know, who exactly. I talked with and everything. So then I, I get into Canada and I knew I was a little nervous, but two things happened. One, I, I, so I have all these meditations on insight timer and I got the notification while I'm waiting in line that one of my meditations, which was my Archangel Michael, or excuse me, Raphael meditation had been chosen as a staff pick on insight timer. So I'm like, okay, that's Raphael saying hello. So he's the travel angel. Oh, he's like, Hey, cool. it's good. So that happened. And then I get up into the line to talk to the immigration agent and his name is Cherubimi. Cherubim is one of the orders of angels. Like, that's not a normal name. Like, that's not like Tom or something. You know? <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's going to be fine. So call the angels and I'm talking with them. And they're like, you have to quarantine, which I'm like, well, that's a problem. I'm trying to see my boyfriend. And I'm, you know, this was just my layover yeah. to get to Barbados. And, and then after much discussion, I'm like, I called, I checked here. And then they're like, well, how long is your labor? And I said, two hours. And they're like, okay, just go. And like, they let me, <laughs> wow. but you know, so we're that just paying attention to the signs and messages that we get know that, you know, when these kinds of things pop up, especially if it's an unusual name uh, that it's, it's something to pay attention to. And then definitely keep asking for help all the time. So any unusual references to an angel, repeated references to an angel name. So if you're 
hearing names multiple times in multiple ways. And then if you have an angel name, those are all things to pay attention to. Okay, that's so good. So let's get into the conversation a bit about the ways that angels communicate with us. You've just shown some really great, you know, indicators of that. I wanted to share a little story that happened to me yesterday, Laura, because I thought you would appreciate it. So I'm in the middle of going through this major transition right now, just career wise and, and that sort of thing. And I definitely know that everything is in divine timing. And so one thing didn't work out for me yesterday. And it was like my mental it was like the human part of me wanted to go, let's get really upset about that. (laughs) But then the other part of me went, no, it wasn't meant to be because I just knew it already. Anyway, so I was driving in my car and I was thinking, I just really need a sign, please. So I went to um, Apple Music and I was like, please play a song, right? Suri comes on and she's like, now playing Justin Bieber. And I'm like, what? Justin Bieber? So anyway, so the song came on and it was a song actually called Purpose. And then the lyric in it kept going on and on. It was like, you don't need to make your mind up right now. No pressure. And I just thought, okay. And so I just knew that, you know, basically right now, I just need to kind of sit and chill and wait for my next move to kind of come clear. And I guess that for me, sometimes when I'm just needing a bit of guidance or looking for some kind of, you know, I guess, sign or symbol, I sometimes go to music. And I know that was one of the things that you do as well. So are there other ways that you communicate? And, you know, do you ever get a song after you've asked for one and you went, I just don't understand what this is about? (laughs) Or just... Yeah. Well, first of all, music and songs are a huge way that angels communicate with us. Um, so if you if a song comes on and you're like, hmm, sometimes if I'm looking at the lyrics help, so maybe it's not clear from the refrain or, you know, the chorus or the song name, but then when you look at the, the lyrics, it'll be like, oh, that's more clear. Uh, the other thing you could do is you can ask for clarification, you know, so you could be like, what is, you know, what is that? Or please send me a sign in a different way. So music is a very common way that receives messages. Another one is numbers. So I think of them as angel numbers, but repeated numbers that show up over and over again. So four, 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 for example, that's angel specifically, that's an angel saying hello, basically, and, and showing their support. Things, messages that you see, like phrases, expressions, could be in an email, could be a t-shirt, bumper sticker, billboard, you know, someone's yes. book title that you see. It just anything that you kind of visually see or you hear. Uh, so those are common. And then the angels will also often send us comforting signs just of support, such as, you know, finding feathers or seeing a rainbow or seeing something really cool in the clouds. And I mean, sometimes it is striking. I, I will never forget one time I was in a, a film meetup um, and I've, I've definitely been guided to connect and teach through entertainment. So film and television, these are, these are avenues that I've been guided to do. And so I was in this film meetup and I looked up and like floating from the ceiling was a feather that came from nowhere. I mean, like there was literally nowhere that a feather would show up because there was no, there were no vents. So even if you were like, well, maybe it came, there were no vents, all the windows were closed. There wasn't like a down jacket, someone, and it was coming from the ceiling, you know, and it was just like very slowly whisking down right in front of me. <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh, you know, things like that, these crazy kind of things, because the angels can manifest physical matter. They can do right. that. And would so you take that feather then, or would you just leave it there? 
I didn't take it. I mean, I have at times picked up feathers and kind of collected it, but it, it just, it didn't feel like it was about holding it. It was more about yeah. the magic of that moment. Yeah, yeah. And I pointed out to my friend, I'd gone, and we both were just kind of laughing because it was literally like, there's nowhere that that could have come from. Yeah. I think it's so funny because we do try to rationalize everything sometimes where we go, oh no, well, this is why that happened. And this is the strategic method in which that feather would miraculously appear. And <laughs> it's like magic is real, you know, it's, it's this funny thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the more you tap into this kind of angelic magical realm, the more you start to realize that the, what we consider the sort of solid fabric of our reality is actually very changeable. Yeah. And that's actually a wonderful thing because if you know that, then you can more easily shift it to something that you want <laughs> instead of something that you exactly. don't want. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. How have you been able to navigate or even negotiate, I suppose, at times you know, when you know your inner truth, when you know your guidance, but it doesn't necessarily make sense to other people. How have you been able to kind of, I guess, honor your own path while meeting your human sort of, I don't know, responsibilities or requirements for, you know, whatever other people need you to do? That's a bit of a vague question, but. No, that's okay. You know, I, so I think it's a, it's a process and it's something you get better at with time. So when I first was tapping into my abilities and connecting with the angels, it was a lot harder for me to trust, you know, cause I'd get these things. I'm like, well, that sounds crazy. I go to Europe with no money or, you know, <laughs> like I literally like, or almost no money. Like I was guided to go to Europe for a, over a month with $500, which that, that's not enough. Like <laughs> no matter how you slice it, but I got there and then I got an unexpected windfall of money. So, but if I hadn't listened, I wouldn't have had this amazing experience. So the more that you listen, the more you learn to trust it. And even if you don't know how things are going to pan out, you just start to believe that they will somehow. And then that belief reinforces these positive things happening. So I think it's a process and manifesting and faith are very much like a muscle. The more that you do it, the easier and better it gets. And I just had so many experiences early on that just showed me like things go well when you listen and things don't go well when you don't listen. So as an example, uh, when I was very brand new in my business and, and I started my business during the recession and I you know, was basically starting from being like unemployed, broke, physically ill, getting out of a bad marriage, like everything was pretty intense for me at that time. And so I started my psychic business and I didn't have, like, I didn't have money in the bank. I, um, you know, was just kind of starting from scratch. And so I really needed my business to take off quickly. And thankfully for me, it did take off, you know, pretty quickly. But one of the things I was guided to do was do readings at these local coffee shops. And I didn't want to, I, at all, like I was like still very kind of private and more had just recently come out of the psychic closet in terms of telling people my abilities. And I was like, no, I just want to be private and yeah. <laughs> secret about this a little bit. Yeah. But I had asked the marketing angels and the publicity angels to help me. So I put up a flyer in the window of the local coffee shop. And that day, the managing editor of the local newspaper called and asked if he could write a story about me. And then two days later, there was a story in the paper with a full color photo and my phone started to ring. So you know, I think that's the tricky part is sometimes we're guided to do something and it may not actually appear to be connected with something that we're trying to bring in. So the readings of the coffee shop weren't about the coffee shop. It, weren't, it weren't, wasn't about that at all. It was about media and growing my business. And, you know, I, once I listened to that uh, idea and nudging that I was getting and I put out there, I saw how important it was to listen because the impact was so profound for me.
Yeah, it's so true. And it sounds like you're almost validated pretty quickly as well when you kind of push past that uncomfortable feeling. Yes. Yeah. I really believe, and then I'm shown this psychically, that almost everything we want in life is through pushing through that discomfort of, you know, because the discomfort when it's in this context is about growing, you know, because it's, it's frequently a little uncomfortable grow that growing pains idea or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so if we can just shift our perspective, it's like, it can be a little comfortable for a little bit in the short term and then do much better in the long term, or I can continue to just be a little bit safe and more comfortable, but, yeah. but not have the really great things in life that, that we want. Yeah, exactly. So is there ever a, you know, and I know using language like wrong is, is just like a human thing. Cause I don't believe that anything is wrong necessarily. Right. But you know, is there maybe a better way of asking for help for the angels over another way? What are some methods that we can ask for help? And I guess I also wanted to ask you, if I'm asking for help once, do I need to continue to ask for help every hour on the hour until I get my sign? <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot of nuance to learning how to ask for help. So my book that you referenced already, Angels, How to Understand, Recognize, and Receive Their Guidance, I talk quite a bit in there about that if you want more details. But it is important to ask clearly. Uh, so a lot of people ask for guidance and then also ask for help in very general ways. I'd like more money as a, as a very common one. Um, well, and then you find a penny or a nickel. Well, technically your prayer has been answered, but is that what you had in mind? No, I'm sure you wanted something different than that. So it's really important to be clear and specific and then at the same time, also say for ask, ask for that or more or better, uh, because you may be asking for something. There's actually something that's even better for you or where you can have even more of whatever it is that you're wanting. And if you limit it, then it's limited for you. So I think that's really important to ask the question and ask yes. for guidance in a way that's clear. And, and a lot of times people, for example, if they're asking for guidance, they'll say, should I blink or should I and the world is full of grays. And, you know, if we're doing something, there's always a lesson or something associated with it. So I think it's important to, to not say should, but just asking for, for guidance on a situation or ask for something specific clarity and something that you're wanting to look at. And then in terms yeah. of manifesting and asking for help with specific things, mm -hmm. being very clear and specific, I think of it as like placing your order with the universe. You know, if you just go and order food, you know, who knows what you might get. When I was a vegetarian, I'll never forget going to a restaurant and I just asked for something vegetarian and it wasn't a vegetarian place. This was in Paris and they gave me a plate of green beans <laughs> like for my meal. Like it was just green beans. And I was like, yeah, that is not what I had in mind. <laughs> so that was an example. Like it's just yeah. like a restaurant. You want to be like, give as much detail as is helpful, you know, yeah. if that's what you really want or, or provide clarity. Uh, and uh, that's what you, a lot of times what you ask for is what you get. And this is true in life too. Yeah. I see this frequently people are just not asking for enough and then they get what they, they get that what their sort of minimum is. And it's like the universe is paying attention. And in terms of asking for help frequently, we do have free will, which means kind of like our prayer expires in a way after a certain point. So I was wondering to, that to keep asking, I, you know, I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd say every hour, but just keep throughout, the, I would say maybe a few times a day, depends on what it is. Um, yeah. I don't have a, like a cut and dry answer for that, but it is important to keep 
he's asking for help. And if it's like a bigger long-term picture, then I would say certainly daily is great. Yeah. Cause I guess what it is, it's like reinforcing your intention in a way. And maybe it's also, if you are clear on what you're asking for initially, it's reinforcing your vision as well. If you're continuing to ask, it's solidifying the picture so that it can come even more. Absolutely. And the, the one time, the one time I will say it's important to ask more frequently is if you're a warrior, meaning like W O R R Y N G, not warrior, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> warrior. Um, if you're a warrior, then it's often helpful to pray more often because whenever you find yourself worrying, to change that into a prayer for what you want. Because yeah. in many ways, worrying is like praying for what you don't want. It's putting mental energy and putting energy in, into the direction or outcome that you do not desire. And the universe doesn't differentiate between what it is that you think about or visualize that, that you want and what you don't. So if, you, if you're a worrier and you're constantly thinking like worst case scenario or you know the bad thing that's gonna happen or whatever, then I recommend whenever you catch yourself or you realize you're doing it, ask the angels to help shift your pattern of worry and then turn it into a prayer request and visualization for whatever it is you want instead. So it's just shifting that energy. And over time, you start to be less in that pattern. So I used to, you know, like many people was just constantly worrying. And, you know, I had life circumstances that were concerning for a while, you know, yeah. but over time I've been able to shift it. And I'm, I'm a super manifester now. I like, I, in fact, I do have to be very aware of what I think because I will call it in and I will call it in fast. Me <laughs> um, too. So it's important to, to be aware, but, but at the same time, don't beat yourself up. If you are thinking negative thoughts or, you know, fearful or um, pessimist or whatever, just, just keep asking for help with making those changes. Yeah, that's so good. How do you know when the angels are around you? Many different ways. So all these different signs that we mentioned, so, you know, overheard songs or messages in music, um, things you see and hear, messages. Um, literally, uh, there can be vibration and energy changes when they're around. So one mm -hmm. very common thing, especially when people are first opening up to them, is um, your ears popping when you're just sitting in place. Have you ever had that happen? I've had the, I heard about the ear ringing. I'm like, I get the ear ringing. Okay. So that's yeah. another one. Yeah. So they have a different energy and vibrations so when they come in. Sometimes there'll be pressure changes, kind of like you're going up and down in an elevator or elevation on a mountain or something, but it's just the angels coming in or you can hear um, your ears ringing or kind of like vibration sounds in your ear. Um, yeah. And that means they're communicating with us. That doesn't mean you necessarily will understand what they're saying. But if I have that experience, I'll just ask you like angels help me be receptive to whatever is. The communication that's coming in at that moment right so it's like help me know how to process this information essentially because sometimes i think i hear ringing and i haven't intended for a message or anything so maybe there's something that yeah that there's yeah i could that I need to pay attention to something important or timely um for you and they're like hey <laughs> hey girl wake up for you. yeah exactly <laughs> Stop living in the past or in the future. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. good. So what's coming up for you, Laura? How can people get a hold of you if they want to find out more information? Your book is fabulous. I know you've got eight, so I'm just making my way down the line here. I'll put a link to that in the show notes for sure, as well as where people can find you. And also, thank you so much. You actually introduced me to Insight Timer because I was listening to your uh your podcast and you mentioned it on there and I'm like, Ooh, what's this inside timer? So is that another location that people can also find you? 
Yes, yes. So I have many free meditations on there. It's a wonderful app. I actually started out as a user of the app before I had my own meditations on there. So I'm a big fan, uh, regardless. It's a wonderful way to find different meditations that you like. You can follow them. You can kind of meditate with people at the same time. It's a great platform. And yeah, I have lots of books, uh, seven books on the psychic and spiritual realm. The, the book we talked about, Angels, How to Understand, Recognize, and Receive Their Guidance. Archangels and Ascended Masters is also a great book for exploring the different angels and how they can help us. And my last book is actually on podcasting. So that's a great book. I really felt that there were lots of people that could really benefit from podcasting and putting out their voice in the world. I, I see what podcasting has done for me. It's, it's been amazing. And uh, coming up, I have some really exciting things. So my next round for my manifesting group is starting. Um, so that'll be starting in April. And then my six month psychic training program. I'm super excited mm. about that. So that has different guest teachers. And then that is a six month process where each month we have a couple of psychic training calls. And then we also have a, a coaching element because a lot of psychics and healers struggle with the financial piece. They struggle on the business side. So it's designed to provide all those tools for everyone. And I know that there's going to be lifetime connections made on that. Honestly, when I started my psychic work, it's like, I, I did get some training, but I wish there had been a program like this, you know, to help me. So I'm really so excited to create that and, and help others on their path. And then if you want to connect with me, my podcast is Healing Powers Podcast. I'm on the social media channels, Instagram at laurapowers44, Healing Powers on Facebook. And you can always reach out to me at bookings at laurapowers.net as well. Perfect. And you do actually get back to people because I've messaged you a few times and you've responded. And yeah. uh, I think that's so cool. Yeah. I, I like to, I mean, um, as long as it's not someone who's, you know, being weird or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you have, to have strong boundaries, but as long as I feel the person is, you know, on the up and up, then yes, I will. It's, I think it's important. And, you know, as a psychic and connecting with those who have these abilities or are open to this stuff, I think it's so comforting to connect with others. Because yeah. when you're first starting out, a lot of times I think it's very common to feel alone or you're like you're weird or <laughs> so I, I love to be able to connect and, and help others feel the same. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know I learned a lot and, you know, it's so reassuring to know that we're not alone. We don't have to go it alone, that there are, you know, podcasts like yourself, that you're part of a community just by listening in and you know thank you so much as well for teaching us a little bit more about how to connect with spirit and you know understanding that you know a license plate in front of you could be the sign that you are headed in the right direction and so could a Justin Bieber song be I guess <laughs> <laughs> I love it it's great yes we get messages in all kinds of ways and I think in closing I'd just like to say you can have an incredible life whatever you've been told by society by your family whatever your beliefs are you can, you can create almost anything and you can maybe even create things that people don't even think are possible in the world yet. I mean, yeah. the Wright brothers, they didn't, it was a crazy idea to think we could fly. Here we are. It's like a normal thing. You get on a plane and you know, <laughs> exactly. so, go to Barbados. Yeah, exactly. So don't be limited yeah. by whatever, you know, people are telling you is possible. I, I truly believe, and I get psychically that if we have an idea for something we want to create, there is a way to bring that into this reality. Yeah. And in a way we wouldn't think about it if it wasn't possible for us to execute it as well, because I'm not having the same vision as somebody else who's having that vision. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, reach higher, 
Um, and just ask for help. We all have this incredible universal support and love from the angels and our guides. And then, yeah, connect with each other. That's how we all can feel better in the world as well. Agreed. Thank you so much, my friend. And I wish you all the best. Thank you. Hi. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.